0: basketball basketball you're listening to the knicks nation podcast where we've got all your knicks needs covered puts up a three bang bang he ties the game
1: now live from the city that never sleeps
0: here are your hosts anthony and chris
1: what is going on next nation we are back for another live stream edition today is sunday december 10th the new york knicks have had a couple of days off here after you know losing the in-season tournament to the milwaukee bucks and then they went to the boston celtics arena and lost against them before we you know get into this podcast as always i'm joined by my co-host chris chris what's going on brother
0: uh do, doing all right, man. All oh, considering, you know, like you said, Knicks um, battled against the Bucks in the in season tournament. We we didn't come on top in that game, and you know, went over to uh, Boston as our consolation prize, right? And um, you know, another another uh, rough game for the Knicks. But um, other than that, man, I'm doing all right, man. I'm 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 feeling pretty good. I can't. How about you, man? Feeling good. Yeah, the Knicks lost.
1: As a result of losing to the you know Milwaukee Bucks, the Knicks had to play Boston again. And I think um, they played their 0-5 against Boston and Milwaukee this year, um, 0-3 against Boston and 0-2 versus Milwaukee. So, yeah, we'll touch on that in a bit. But in that game, Chris, before the game, we finally got some news that Quentin Grimes was, I wouldn't say bench, but he was demoted into the bench. And then uh, Dante DiVincenzo got the start. Um, I guess we could start on that first. Um, what did you see in that? Did you did you like what you saw? Did you? I mean, obviously Grimes, you know, had a great game, and it was nice to see him bounce back. But were you surprised that it happened? Because I was surprised. I was surprised it took yeah. it took this long.
0: Yeah, I, I was really surprised. I mean, I I didn't think you know we've been talking about it in the, on the pod and and even various videos that you put out, man. Um, you've been saying it. You know, we need to find a way to get Grimes going. And you know, we say things like that, but hey, I guess enough people must have said something where Tibbs was like, All right, you know what, let's try it. Um, not really something that Tibbs normally does, but yeah, man, I was really surprised. And and look, I mean, in my opinion, Grimes looked really good. He had a solid game, he was aggressive, you know, whether or not that's a you know, that comes from playing with the bench unit or not. I mean, I'll leave that up to you guys to decide, but Man, he, he looked a lot better than he did in the starting lineup. Granted, small sample size, but I like what I saw.
1: He did, and he took 10 field goal attempts, and I believe that's the first time in about close to a month where he, he's taken that many field goal attempts. And it's funny that you know Dante got inserted into the starting lineup and his field goal attempts went down. But, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, 13 points, 5 and 10 from the field, 3 or 7 from 3 for, for Quentin Grimes. And he showed his playmaking a little bit, which we – haven't seen this whole season so hopefully that will get his confidence going and you know defensively has been a struggle for the Knicks and you could tell that the Boston Celtics they wanted to attack Dante to start that game and it didn't work for the most part but the Knicks three-point defense here in these last couple of games Chris has just been bad I mean Buck shot the lights out on uh, the Celtics we match up poorly against them they have a bunch of guys who you know obviously can create their own shot and get get to the basket at will i mean do you look at this 0-5 versus boston and milwaukee as an issue or do you just say hey it's still early it's calm down we'll get there i mean do you look at it as an issue or is it just "Eh, it is what it is
0: i i don't know it's a little bit of both right because obviously you want to compete against teams like box and teams like boston but you know the knicks the knicks have the knicks are a good team and we're still missing that superstar you know so i think until we acquire a superstar then you really you know you'll take games like that a lot harder in my opinion but for now i think competing against those teams is is important um look i know the knicks are getting down big in these games and then making comebacks which you know it's not what you want but it, it's still a team that's playing hard and competing you know so and i'll take that any night versus a lot of the Knicks teams we've had in the past right um yeah i mean I, i'm kind of split on that uh, which way do you go in my opinion i mean i could go both ways really it, look at, at some point we got to show you know
1: show the fans and show the world that we can beat these teams. Look, the Bucks improved. They got Dame, obviously, and the Celtics improved and they got Porzingis and they got Drew Holiday. So we all know those were the cream of the top of the East. So we, we came into the season saying the Bucks are at top and the Celtics are at top and we're like in the middle with like everyone in bunch together. The Cavs, now the Pacers, now the Magic. In order for us to reach that top, I mean, yeah, something has to be done. And you know, something has to be done because we're seeing that we're not, you know, we just can't compete as of right now on their level. I mean, I know last year we had Boston's number, but they're a totally different team, you know. They don't have Robert Williams. They're, they just, they're totally different. They they acquired Porzingis and they, you know, they did what they had to do in the offseason to get better. And so did the Bucs. They got Dame Dollar. So, yeah, I would look at it as a little bit of concern. And I, I guess that's why we're hearing noise out of like the TNT crew and, you know, Stephen A. Smith on ESPN saying the Knicks are just you know, not good enough to compete with the big dogs. But it's just it's just whether or not, you know, whether or not you're on the side of your patient or whether or not you want them to, you know, improve now and build off the last season. But um yeah, the Knicks record versus five 500, five hundred five record above five hundred team versus five hundred teams and above are above about three and nine. The three and nine in the season versus teams below five hundred, they are what is that, nine and zero. Oh? So they're taking yeah. care of business for sure. They're getting they're taking care of business, which we should be doing. I mean, take care of business, take care of the teams you're supposed to beat. But against teams that are five hundred and above, they're just not doing it this year. And look, Boston's ten and four. Magics are six and six. The Bucks seven and four. Philly six and seven. So, you know, the Knicks are on the bottom echelon of that group. But yeah, I'm gonna play a crit from the from the T N T crew coming up in a bit. But, you know, I don't know. I mean it's just Something has to be done, and I feel like this trading deadline, it's going to be done. I feel like something has to has – to, we're already hearing noise that, you know, the Knicks brass is already saying that we have too many guys that do the same thing. Quote, there are people inside the Knicks organ- – this is from Fred Katz. There are people inside the Knicks organization who understand that they are – that that there are too many guys' situation that could be brewing. So they have too many guards, pretty much. And it, And my take on that is now you're just realizing that. We all know coming into the season, we had a bunch of guards, and now you're just realizing that, you know, maybe it wouldn't work. So,
0: yeah. Man. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the you know, circling back to what I think is the most concerning part of this um, is that, you know, we were banking on this Knicks squad having a lot of continuity together, right? The team hasn't changed largely from the last season. we had a really good season you know we finished that season strong made a push in the playoffs made a little run you know took it to the heat so we were banking on men we added uh some more shooting with dante this team is gonna be if not just as good better and it hasn't really played out that way so that i guess that's the part that concerns me the most but um in my opinion, I think it's still, you know, we it's still early. We we still got time to write the ship and and look, we didn't have primetime Julius and it looks like Julius is turning the corner. So, you know, any little every little bit helps and I think I think we're still trending in the right direction even with these two past losses against the Bucs and against the Celtics.
1: Yeah, some notes for the game versus Toronto. I think Brunson is questionable. Obviously, we had um Jalen Brunson got hurt last 12 seconds of the game. That was a whole situation and story on Twitter. (laughs) And Mitchell Robinson is out tomorrow. So we're going to get a dose of Isaiah Hartenstein and we're going to get a dose of Jericho Sims. I'm going to play a every lives in the chat. What's going on, man? Always appreciate you. We are a tier two team. Everyone got better but us. This is just shows that a move has to be made to upgrade that two guard spot. Is it to upgrade that two guard spot or is it to upgrade more? Think about that, man. Let me play this clip, and then uh, we'll talk <laughs> about that. Grains for a while. He still hasn't really gotten back. And In the last three years, the Knicks, they got the same team. Am I correct? Yes.
0: They they haven't added anything new. So,
1: First of all, the last three years, we haven't had the same team. Brunson got acquired last season, so that's wrong
0: thinking the move is going to end differently. It's not going to end differently. The Knicks need to make a trade because they're at best. And I'm not looking at the standards. They're not even there. Boston, Milwaukee, and Philly. They're on a whole nother level in the Eastern Conference. I have a a thing. Go ahead. Talking about the East. And you guys can answer this. This is why the Knicks are going to stay in the middle. Every game that they play. They always have the second best player. You play Boston, you got the second or third best player. You play Orlando <laughs> with Bancaro. They don't have a player that's better than Bancaro.
1: That was blasphemous, Chris. Wait, what? They don't have a player that's <laughs> better than Bancaro. But, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, wow, the Boston is better
1: than Bancaro. Come on. And I would say Randall right now is better than him. But,
0: yeah. yeah. Milwaukee, we know they don't. Philadelphia, they don't. The Indiana Pacers, Tyrese Halliburton is the best player on the floor. If you say that, correct. If you play the Miami Heat, Jimmy Butler is the best player on the floor. You play the Cleveland Cavaliers, you have Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell yeah. is the, you don't have the best player on the floor, no night. Now they can play better than you, but they are not walking into the gym and saying you have no That's margin for player. error. Right. That's why I it said. I said the first night. I said that Knicks need to make a trade because they could get a good matchup. Like the last year, they just manhandled the Cavs but they're not gonna beat those top three teams with this team. And if you look at it from New York standards, they're okay. But you know, when you have that New York attitude, we won championships. Can I see championship future with this team? No, they definitely need.
1: So first of all, what would you disagree in that? I mean, essentially Kenny Smith is saying that the New York Knicks don't go into, you know, any game, which is false without the best player. Um, he, he lists a bunch of names, Ben Caro, which I uh, disagree with. Look, Hallie Burns playing on another level again. I guess you could argue that. But I guess their point is pretty much is what we're trying to get at, Chris, is that the Knicks need another guy because right now they're just in the middle. Maybe they came off it like the wrong way, like haters, like they don't like the Knicks. They seem like they had, you know, that tone. But I mean, if you take a step back and really, you know, think about what they're trying to say it's pretty much what we already know. And it's pretty much what we're waiting for, right? That next domino to fall.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you summed it up best. I think they're just trying to, you know, get, get that point across. That the Knicks need that, you know, upper echelon type of player. They just kind of went around, you know, they went about it the wrong way, in my opinion. Because I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little offended. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. You, I know, I, look, don't get me wrong, Halliburton is is a hell of a player. He's, he's going to be one of those superstar types of players if he continues going the way he is. But as of right now, I mean, I don't think he's done as much, you know, as a Jalen Brunson, you know. Um, going to Bancaro, for instance, you know, I think Julius Randle right now, again, all NBA, has been an all-star Come on, ben, ben Carroll probably has a higher ceiling because he's younger yeah. and still has a lot of room to grow. That I, agree I get him. that. But as of right now, come on, that's a diss to these Knicks players, especially Jalen Brunson, man. I mean, he Jalen Brunson should be a star. We all know he is a star and he's playing like one ever since he put on that Knick uniform. But going back to the overall point is I, I agree with them. You know, The Knicks do need that superstar talent and... Let's be honest. I mean, right now, that's like, what, seven players probably in the NBA right now that are you can call superstar talents that will get you to that next level? Yeah. It's not going to be easy to get one of these guys.
1: Keith said, telling the truth isn't disrespect. A lot of Knicks fans don't like the truth about this team. Facts, man. Um, agree with you. What's up? What's going on, Keith? But yeah, I, I guess... You know, what is that player? What's the player that brings us to that next level? Was it, you know, the Bogdanovich? Is it Ananobi? Does Toronto, you know, trade with us after we're suing them? Is it Zion? I feel like Zion is putting on the fat suit right now. Everyone's calling Zion fat. (laughs) He's fat in L.A. He's fat in Vegas. He got on the fat suit. Stephen A. said he he saw a belly. Is he pulling a James Harden right now? Does Zion want to trade to New York? We all know he loves New York. Um, and then when he comes to New York, he'll drop like 20 pounds. Hey, sign me up for that. Right. Um, But who okay. is it? I mean, look, uh, I could picture a Bogdanovich on the team. I can damn sure picture a Zion on the team. It's just whether or not what can get that deal done. You know, a Bogdanovich, I don't think will be a lot. Evan Fournier, first round pick, you know, maybe something else. But. And I feel like that'll make our team better. An uh, Ananobi, uh, maybe a Siakam. Siakam's an expiring deal too. Um, like I said, I'm not sure Toronto wants to trade with us due to the you know whole situation with the lawsuit. But Siakam is an expiring deal. Um, he he's another name you could throw in there. But you know, it's just a matter of what you would give up. Like for uh, Bogdanovich, Chris, I mean, a lot of play, a lot of a lot of fans are like, would he help our team? Yes. But he's not the guy that we should be going after. But in my opinion, you know, you start there because if you insert him, a Bogdanovich into the starting lineup, are we better? Yeah, we're better. We're bigger and we could shoot better. Obviously, he's a sniper. He's also a playmaker, too. He can he can distribute the rock as well. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on uh, Bogdanovich and an OB Zion with the fat suit?
0: I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> To to be honest, I think a trade for, like, a Bogdanovich would be perfect, in my opinion. He would fit really well with us. But just thinking of, like, you know, like what the TNT guys are saying, you know, they're not talking about a player like Ananobi or a Bogdanovich or or even a Zion at this point, because really what has a Zion done, right, up to this point in the NBA? They're talking about getting a player like, you know, you're talking about Joel Embiid. You're talking about a, uh, you know, Luka Doncic, uh, Devin Booker, in my opinion. That's that's the ones that they're talking about are going to bring us to the next level. The TNT crew? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's who they're talking about, in my opinion. And to be honest, those guys are not available. And they might not be available. So, in my opinion, the next logical step would be to get somebody like a Bogdanovich. Um, hell, maybe you even kick the tires again on Donovan Mitchell, right? But again, you know, there's not that many players out there that uh, fit this team, I guess you can say. But do we want to go with fit or do we just get a player regardless of the fit and just try to make it work just because they're a, you know, star player? I mean, that's, that's the kind of the questions you got to ask because not, not that I want the Knicks to be scared to make a move just because of fit, because you do have to take risks. You gotta shake it up. You make you make the wrong move and you set yourself back. So I mean that's the risk, right?
1: But if you don't make the don't make any move, you're just
0: (laughs) you just stay in the middle.
1: You stay in the middle, and that's what they're insinuating. So Yeah. Look, um which is why we want like I wanted them to dabble in the Porzingis sweepstakes this past summer, maybe the the Drew Holiday and you know, something like that, but they didn't want to do it. So Hit some of these comments in the chat. Um, comments are buzzing tonight. Smash that thumbs up button. As always, subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Um Buzzabita says that the Knicks finish less than fourth seed in the in the East is Thibbs gone. Who's replaced him? Uh no, I don't think I don't think Thibs is gone. Um LV Live says they are right. They are basically speaking of the top teams. We cannot compete in order to get to the next level. We need a top player. That's what me and Chris are pondering now. Is it a top player or is it you know, a guy like a, a Bogdanovich and Ananobi, uh, someone like that, you know, that can at least give us, a you know, an extra chance to compete with the top dogs. Because if the top dogs aren't available, why not improve your team in other, you know, small increments? You know, um, Keith said, I love Brunson, but he has a lot of limitations. Calling R.J. Ronald is disrespectful. TNT don't care. Wow. He called R.J. Ronald. I didn't even hear that. That's crazy. I didn't hear that either. Um L V Live says what you says. No one is available that would move the needle. The top guys are very expensive. Um yeah. yeah. Like Zach Levine, that's a no. And uh that's Shams.
0: A, that's, a, that's a no, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I I mean Levine just not only do I think he just doesn't fit, but <laughs> I just I just don't the contract. see it with Levine. Yeah. The contract, yeah, the contract is terrible.
1: Keith says, what does Bojan do that Fournier don't already? They're basically the same player. I think uh, <laughs> Bogdanovich is like six, eight, six, nine. He's bigger. He's a sniper. He's a playmaker. He's more of a playmaker than a Evan Fournier. But, yeah, I mean, if it was like
0: – He's less of a turnstile, too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if it was someone like him, it wouldn't be – It's cost-effective, cost right? It wouldn't be that expensive, so – um, bah, bah, bah. and then he says, but Bojan isn't an upgrade, not even a little bit. The Rosen and De- Dame said they wanted to come to New York. That's a big change compared to players treating us like, <laughs> yeah, the yeah, Rosen listed us on a list. Dame said he would come to New York again. The Dame is another guy who was, you know, willing to get traded here. And then we passed up on Dame and Porzingis, you know, that was floated out there. But the Knicks didn't pull the trigger on that. And it's just I feel like now the Knicks are at a point in the season. What are they, twelve and nine? They're they're hitting this rough stretch. They they've had back to back tough losses against the Celtics and the Bucks. And I feel like fans are starting to get antsy because they they feel I feel like that we see the writing on the wall. We see we see the end game, but that hasn't come yet. Which is you know a little bit of premature in my opinion. But you know Knicks fans are you know very reactionary and yeah I can I can tell I can I can I can relate to them, Chris because. You know, we've said the same things that their uh their concerns are, you know, yeah. right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're we're all Knicks fans here, so, you know, we feel a lot of the same. Um, and we all want the team to be better, man. We all want that superstar talent, but you know, like I, like I mentioned, there's just those stars, those superstars, they're hard to acquire, man. It's like almost once in a lifetime type of chance, you know. And I think back to when the Knicks got mellow, man. That's why exactly what you know the Knicks had to trade almost their entire team basically to get mellow.
1: I'll push back on you about that. Ooh. I don't think superstars are hard to acquire anymore. You don't think so? Who got traded this summer? (laughs) Damian Lillard. What did he get traded for? Yeah, he got traded for bunch of seconds and swaps and then obviously it led to drew holiday and drew holiday got flipped for for more stuff but he wasn't traded for you know eight first round picks like donovan mitchell was rumored to be traded for last season bradley beal i know he got the bad back but he's rumored to be coming back soon this week i believe he wasn't traded for anything due to his contract now whether you want to put bradley beal in a superstar status chris has porzingis for boston is he the big superstar name? But no, but he stretches the floor. He does all the all everything for that team. And look, he got hurt again this season, but now he's back doing his thing. So when when you say that, you know, they're not available like they used to be, there's guys available. It's just whether or not it's the guys you want, because whether or not it's the guys you think that will fit this team, would a Porzingis have fit this team?
0: Yeah. I, what, I wanted Porzegis on this team. Would
1: a Bradley Beal have fit this team? I know he has the backpack, so I I mean scratch that. But yeah. Damian Lillard. I mean,
0: you know. So going back to Bradley Beal and even Damian Lillard, you know, I mean, you you say that, and I get it, the packages weren't, you know, crazy, right? Packages to acquire these guys. But these are guys that stayed on their teams for how long before they actually started entertaining trade. To other team, I mean, come on, you and know, they're this, older. These aren't they're prime older time too. players. Yeah. They're older. So that's why you're able to get them. You know, they're older. They got a couple years, maybe three years tops, maybe um, if they stay healthy, you know, in my opinion, that's why that happens. You know, now, if you're telling me you're going to go to the Suns and say, hey, I'll give you six second rounders for Devin Booker. <laughs> are they doing that? I don't think so. Even if Devin Booker wanted out, they're going to get a haul for him, man. Yeah,
1: I guess the point I'm trying to make is like I kind of want Knicks fans to like stop thinking of the big fish. And I kind of want them to start thinking of savvy moves that will improve our team because we're not. I don't think Embiid is coming like Embiid, Embiid, Embiid. I don't think, you know, Spider maybe, but does he make us better? you know, paired with Brunson, I don't think so. I just feel like it's it's time for us to start – this is my, just my opinion. I feel like it's time for us to, you know, start looking at, you know, like an OG Ananobi, uh, a Bogdanovich, uh, you know, a Pascal Siakam, someone like that that will improve our team little by little because it seems like, you know, the more we wait for that big fish, like what if that fish is never going to come – what if that what if imbeed is happy in philly all of a sudden you know what if luca is happy in in dallas um Devin booker is you know what if they're winning you know it's just a feast of famine man
0: oh yeah i i agree i know exactly where you're going and it's yeah. basically that's the, that's pretty much the way i feel too i mean we all want these superstars we want a Luca we want a Devin Booker we you know things were looking good you know for getting an Embiid in here you know everything all the drama with Harden you know not knowing what that team was going to look like but the season comes around and they got rid of Harden and they look pretty damn good so you can almost scratch and beat off the off the off the list right yeah. and and that's my fear the Knicks just sitting around not taking that risk waiting for that superstar that might not ever be available to them so like you i would rather you know make a smaller trade get a bogdanovich if you could somehow get an ananobi i think that helps and hell maybe take a flyer on a zion right because that's a big that's a big swing that's a design that, that's a big In fight. my opinion that would be and I would do that, I mean, that would do that's that. the splashy one I guess in my opinion that I yeah. know everybody will get excited for right yeah the only thing that worries me about Zion is are you gonna get the same Zion from the Pelicans who's not motivated who doesn't want to stay in shape who I don't know man he's just kind of collecting a paycheck or are you gonna get Zion from the Duke days come you know back together with RJ and motivated I mean I hope the latter if we were to, to make a trade like that, but um you n- you never know in that scenario either. You might end up trading for Zion and it'd be the <laughs> the reincarnation of Eddie Curry. Oh gosh. No, I feel look, <laughs> he comes here, bring him, bring him to
1: New York with his boy RJ. Good vibes, keep him away, keep him away from you know <laughs> keep him away from the good food spots in the city, you know. Oh, um, that's impossible. Just keep man. keep him away from that, give him a good chef you know hire a full-time chef watch him put an apple air tag in his bag or something make sure he's not wandering off into these you know ice cream spots and eating but that's the fish i would go for man a zion williamson that's a big name that you know like i believe you said it a few podcasts ago not no one really talking about it but he's he wants to get out of there and i I feel like if the knicks are going to entertain that that is what i would do i'm gonna play this clip from shams and then we can uh back in this conversation they're going to look as we get closer and closer to sort of a trade deadline situation will moves be made
0: they're they're monitoring the marketplace they want to see if there's a star player that's available that they would go in, all in for they have eight first-round draft picks that they can trade michelle four of their own four from other teams so they've kept a lot of their assets they have a ton of tradable contracts as well they have a couple young players we think of guys like quentin grimes emmanuel quickly so they've got pieces. If they, if they want to go make an aggressive bid for a superstar player, I think they have what it takes. The question is, do they find the guy out there that they would want to do it for? Would you put all your chips in the middle? Would you trade you know, three, four first-round picks for Carl Anthony Towns? Like, what, what, To what capacity do they go all in for? I think these are all questions that they, they have to answer, but I, I think they're, they're keeping an open mind with the marketplace, and I think they are monitoring which star they want to go all in for.
1: Carl Anthony Towns. Again, name got uh, thrown in there. But LV says to get Zion, you have to move Randall and some pieces and picks. Julius Randall switched agencies this past summer. So take that for what you will. Maybe he sees the writing on the wall. Maybe he sees the Knicks directions. The New York Knicks did not pay Emmanuel quickly as well. So he is also tradable. Come, Not tradable, but he is an uh an option I mean, I don't want to personally trade him. I'm just saying they're keeping their options open. So he would be, you know, a valuable trade chip along with Grimes. Obviously, you still got the Fournier expiring deal in the in the uh, in the bag, Chris. But would you trade three first round picks for Carlton Towns? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I mean, I if you're bringing in Towns, you would have to trade Randall because. But would a Randall work better with the Brunson? I mean, would a Towns work better with the Brunson?
0: You know, I I don't know. I think. I just don't. I just don't see why you even do that. In my opinion, I, I just feel like Carl Anthony Towns and Julius Randle are kind of the same player. In my opinion, why even? Uh, why even do that? Uh, and Julius has a better contract. In My opinion. Look, I know Julius that I agree has his with, moments. Yeah, yeah, Julius has his moments and all that. But you know, I've seen Cat have tantrums too. I mean, let's be real. You're not. In my opinion, it's just. It's not. It doesn't do anything for me. In my yeah. opinion. I feel like it's more of a lateral move more than, you know, you can't even say you're slightly improving. I know Cat can turn it up and go another level, but we've we've even seen Julius do that as well. I mean, I think they're very comparable guys, and I just don't see – I don't see how that moves the needle for us.
1: Yeah, his contract is uh, – we spoke about it countless amount of times. Look, Minnesota Timberwolves are one of the best teams in the NBA, so I don't even see them, you know, entertaining that. Maybe they just, you know, want to – improve on that team and but eventually you know they're gonna have to uh unload on that LV says to get Zion you have to move Randall in some pieces then he says I mentioned that we should go after Zion but we have to keep him away from Golden Crust and White Castles (laughs) we gotta keep
0: Zion away from Golden Crust (laughs) (laughs) that White Castle You gotta
1: keep him away bro I'm telling you hire somebody (laughs) get him in shape the guard and the bright lights R.J. Barrett, make him your roommate, <laughs> pair him with R.J. If R.J. Barrett, you know, was single, if you don't, he broke up with his girlfriend last year and R.J. Barrett took a step back. So maybe Zion can move in with R.J. Barrett and, you know, they can become buddies again. We can have the Duke days back, then dominance, <laughs> Zion throwing windmills and MSG. Come on now. We got this. Bring Zion <laughs> oh, man, to New York, got, man.
0: You got it all figured out, man. That's That's the route to go.
1: Bring Zion to New York. That's all I'm saying. Uh, and then he says, "I don't, I don't go after Cat. Stay away from him. And Cat is injury prone." Yeah. Um. It's just, it's just gonna be interesting what they do these next couple of months. It's gonna be interesting, Chris, because you yeah. know this stretch coming up. We got the Raptors on. We got the Raptors tomorrow. Depending on when you're listening to this today, if you're listening to this tomorrow, and then you know we hit the West Coast at Utah, at Phoenix at Clippers, at Lakers, who just won the in-season tournament, at the Nets, versus Milwaukee again. Oh, look, versus Milwaukee again. (laughs) At the Thunder, at the Magic,
0: Indiana, Minnesota. (laughs) Tough, tough, man. You know, that's another thing, though, I have to bring up. You know, like they like to point at the Knicks, say we need this superstar and all that. And look, yes, we do. We do need that superstar talent. But why does nobody mention the hell of a schedule we've been given and the fact that we're over 500? Yeah. You know, in my opinion, again, you could say, oh, you're not beating the the best of the best. But man, how many back to backs, how many times have we played the Bucks, Boston you know, look, I get it. It's a schedule. You got to play who's in front of you. But, you know, the Knicks are not under 500. We're over 500. Yep. Even though we lost the past two games, you know, we have an incredibly tough schedule, in my opinion. I mean, come on, man. I feel like not enough recognition is is going to that.
1: Right, indeed. I got some nerd stats for you, Chris, for everybody, too. Um, The Knicks are 24th in the NBA in efficiency, field goal percentage at 52%, not really being efficient. 20% of their shots are at the rim, which is 23rd in the NBA, which makes sense considering they're bad when it comes to shots within five feet. They're 30th in the league in that aspect. So they're not attempting shots at the rim because they're not really converting. And when they are attempting them, they're not (laughs) making them um they're allowing uh, opponents to shoot 37% from 3 which is 22nd in the NBA and that was you know a strong point in our in our you know beginning of the season chris and it seems like we've taken a step back in our three point defense and yeah and 42% from corner threes which is 26 in the NBA so is it something is it like a defensive scheme or is it just like there's been times when i've seen like a Julius Randle you know obviously <laughs> When, when it comes to defensive possession, he obviously we all know what Julius Randle does on that end. But, you know, Jalen Brunson as well. I'm not pointing at Julius Randle as the only culprit, but, you know, it's just and also teams are just shooting the lights out against us, too. So you factor all yeah. that in, Chris, and that's where you get these numbers from.
0: So that, that's something I've actually been thinking about and I've been wondering, maybe it's, could it be the defensive scheme that we have? Look, it's, it's no surprise the Knicks play kind of that drop defense, you know? Um, obviously we want to protect the paint, but is that something that really makes sense when you're playing a Boston Celtics team or or or, or a Bucks team, right? Where you know they want to get in the paint, Giannis wants to drive in the paint and they're surrounded by shooters, you know? What I've seen a lot of is,
1: really a lot of
0: what what's played this in the past. Just guys driving, breaking down the defense, and when the Knicks drop, it's either uh, past the corners where Brunson is either late to get out to his man or there's just a wide-open shooter because they swing the ball around and everybody's just packed in the paint because everybody's dropping. You know, I think Tibbs has to be a little bit more creative on the defensive end, man. It can't just be this drop defense every single time. Because it can't be a coincidence that, you know, two out of the three teams that we faced recently have shot lights out against us. And yeah. this is not 35%, 40%. This, you're talking about 50s, pretty much. Like, that's insane. Yeah, It can't be a coincidence, man. That means that these guys are getting wide open three-point practice shots, basically, against us.
1: Yeah, when you make the switch for Dante in the starting lineup for, you know, Quint Grimes to the bench, obviously that takes a hit on your defense as well. Not tremendously, but it takes a hit. And uh, I have a cool little stat here. Dante DiVincenzo is shooting 59% from corner threes on 17 mm. of 29 attempts. So he's one of the best in the NBA at doing that, 59% from corner threes. So when he's in the corner and shooting them, he is making them. But, um, yeah, circling back, obviously, you know, Knicks are 12-9 and nine on the season. We're, we're starting to, you know, we're going to hit this big stretch. Me and Chris just wanted to uh, hop on here and talk about, you know, some possible, you know, things to shake up, some possible trades, some things that can, can improve this squad. Got some good results in the comments as well. And, you know, Chris, we're seeing Obi Toppin play well. We're seeing Cam Reddish last night played, you know, okay. And... You know, for Obi Toppin, I just feel like he wasn't going to be Obi Toppin in a New York Knicks uniform. Like, he wasn't going to play like he was capable of as a New York Knicks. Yeah. And we all saw it coming when he went to Indiana, more free, the ball moves on that team, everyone's sharing the rock. And when you have guides like, sometimes I think, like, when you have, like, Brunson, Barrett, Randall, as long as that trio is together, like... The guy starting him, that's why we've we've heard some, you know, last year Mitchell Robinson was, you know, upset and this year Quentin Grimes, you know, pretty much was, wasn't playing to his, you know, full, you know, capable of what he's what he's playing, what he could play for. But I just feel like when you have those three high usage players, Chris, I just sometimes I just feel like is that is that what's going to bring us over the top, or is that, you know, the foundation for something, you know? Can we surround those three
0: players with something better? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a hell of a question, in my opinion. Yeah. Because, you know, like you said, Grimes has been struggling in the starting lineup. And not to make a big deal out of it, but, because, you know... Dante, sorry to cut you off before,
1: before, you, before yeah. you go on. Because we know what we're going to get from Randall. We know what we're going to get, essentially, from RJ. He's going to have great stretches... And then he's going to, you know, pull back a little bit. Then he's going to be efficient, inefficient, still young, can still improve. Brunson, um, we know what we're going to get from him. So, I don't know. Sorry
0: to cut you off, but, yeah. Go ahead. No, nah, yeah. I, I mean, I get it. But, like, it's, it's kind of tough because you were mentioning Grimes, and Grimes was struggling, obviously, in the starting lineup. They inserted Dante, and it's kind of like the role reversal happened. Grimes had a decent game. Dante only took. Six shots, right? So, I mean, look, uh, Brunson, RJ, Randall, they're going to command those shots. And who do you surround them with, in my opinion? Again, it has to be either a star player that's at their level, at, at a level of Jalen Brunson or Julius Randall. Someone who's not scared to be like, hey, I'm taking this shot. I'm taking control of this game, uh-huh. you know? It could be someone like a Demar Derozan, you know, someone who just has the, you know, just has the experience, has taken the big shots, you know. Again, I know no, like a lot of people don't like that fit, but that's somebody who I was looking at being in New York, you know, if he wants to come here. Yeah, um, I think that's the type of player that you would have to insert there. You know, we're kind of seeing it with 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 Grimes already. He's not being aggressive, you know, when he's in the starting lineup. Then he's on the bench. He's taking 10 shots, right? Attacking the rim. These things that we haven't seen him do yeah. this year in the starting lineup. So yep. in my opinion, I think that's that's kind of like the type of dudes you have to surround um, R.J., Randall, and Brunson with. You know, someone that has experience, someone that's mm-hmm. been there. More importantly, a star-level star talent. Guys that aren't afraid, you know?
1: Guys that aren't exactly. afraid to get. You know, hey, I'm taking it a shot. You know, I'm not passing a rock. And yeah, it was a good point you made. Um, look, the Knicks are. You know, I feel like we, when push comes to shoves, we're going to. You know, obviously make it to obviously the playoffs and maybe the second round. But it's just whether you're on the side of you know you're 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 comfortable watching a good product night in night out that makes you happy. Or you're obviously we've been crap these last. I mean, before this nice stress, nice couple of years, Chris, we've been absolutely a disaster. So, obviously, it's nice watching, obviously, good basketball. But it's whether or not you're just on that side or whether you're on the side of, look, we made it to the second round. And now it's time to, you know, push forward. Now it's time to push in all your chips, push in on your assets, get better than Boston, get better than Milwaukee. You know, it's just the two sides of the spectrum. And most fans side on one side, most fans side on the other. And I just feel like Leon Rose at some point is going to have to pull that trigger. Hasn't yet. And, um, yeah, man, at some point he's going to have to make a big trade,
0: you know? Yeah. I mean, we can't hold on to this core of players forever, you know, you know, quickly, whether he gets traded or not, um, he's going to either get traded or get signed. Right. And that's even more, uh, money off our books and then i should say coming on our books and then grimes too eventually will need to get paid you know i mean i think that's that's kind of something i wish the knicks would have done is like add more young talent to the roster you know yeah Yeah, actually drafts i mean the you know the picks are coming up right we're gonna have to draft some players if we don't use them right so maybe that's something they look into doing but Like you said, we're going to have to make a move sooner or later. We can't just hold on to all these picks. I mean, sound like a broken record past uh, year and and change. But, you know, hopefully something will come. Not just for the sake of it, but hopefully something that makes sense for us.
1: Puzzle reader in the chat says Dante for Grimes is the equivalent to rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. (laughs) Yeah, and that brings up the comment that you know we we heard previously that you know people in the front office and when you when you when you hear about the Knicks, right, it's always people or certain people or voices. Yeah. Or there's never just one voice. You know, one voice making the decisions. It's everyone having their own opinion. Maybe that factors into the equation too. Maybe you know Leon Rose just has to take initiative and stop listening to this person and this person and that person because every time these reports come out from begley or you know cats it's always like some voices in the next organization so yeah um what do you think about the um what do you think about people when they say that leon rose only cares about relationships and doesn't really care about you know the success of the team and he only cares about looking out for people because i, I saw a lot of that with obi Toppin. you know traded obi Toppin two second round picks Just so he can get into a better situation in india indiana what do you what do you what do you say about that
0: i don't really buy into that i mean look could you think that because they did ob top in a solid i mean you can say that and then not only that but then they go and they draft his uh well not draft but they signed his brother his brother Top of that you know kind of taking care of the family in a sense i mean i guess you could if you Just take that for what it is you you kind of might go in that direction but i don't believe you can't be that way when you're in the position of leon rose i mean your entire job is to make this team better to make this team a championship contender and to ultimately put yourself in position to win a championship yeah and look you can't always please everybody when you're in that position so You're going to have some good relationships and you're going to have a lot of bad relationships because you're going to have to make tough decisions. And I know I'm talking like I'm somebody who's been in that position and and know about it, but I clearly don't. But I'm just saying that's what I think, um, you know, being in that type of position would would entitle, in my opinion. Like, you can't just be Mr. Nice Guy all the time. You can't be, hey, I'm going to take care of you from beginning to end of your career, whether you're a Nick or not. Um, I know once a, a Nick, always a Nick, and that's kind of taking it too far. In my opinion, I, I don't buy that. I don't buy that, man.
1: I don't buy it either, but it, it is a business. And, you know, we've seen Leon obviously take care of, uh, you know, top look, Toppin is playing well in, in the G league. So it's not like he's a bum and we just signed, you know, his brother. He's, he's been dropping 30 points in the G league. And, you know, I guess you could say that with Archie Dinacchio taking care of, you know, Helping out Brunson's boys and whatnot and, and then the Villanova crew, you know, getting those those casts together. So I, I see that side of where they're coming from. But also, I hope Leon Rose takes this as, you know, business to stop listening. There's too many voices in the front office and whatnot. And, and yeah, I mean, I mean, you're hearing these TNT, the crew. We played the clip earlier, you know, pretty much say, look, they're pretty much not respecting us. Right. They're pretty much calling us a mid team and there's a lot of mid teams in the east. You have the Knicks always get magnified because yeah. no one's really talking about the Cavs, right? What's going on with Cleveland? Um, you know, there's there's a lot of those teams in the east. You know, Bulls are a disaster right now, but you know, people want to throw jabs at the Knicks, but there are there was some truth in that in that in that statement from the TNT crew. You know, something needs to get done and this 10 this this next road trip, Chris, I don't know, it kind of scares me a little bit, man kind of scares me but hopefully that the uh the, the Dante switch with Grimes hopefully that will get Grimes going off the bench I, I really loved what I saw from Grimes It it was a refresher obviously honestly like seeing him play make seeing him hit open shots he just wasn't he was in, in his whole in his own head in the starting lineup and if he can continue you know baby steps for Quentin Grimes and hopefully we can get some going because this next 10 10 games or so it's tough really tough
0: yeah yeah. yeah, this. Nick, I mean, you you went through the schedule a bit, and wow, that's there's yeah. some really tough matchups in there. And when it's not a tough matchup, it's it's a it's a decent team at that. So, you know, we're gonna need everybody, man. We're gonna need Grimes to continue to build off of the you know the, the game against the Celtics, and hopefully Dante gives us a spark from that two spot in the starting lineup, man. We're gonna need it.
1: For sure. Steven and the chat says, we have to make a move ASAP now. Let's get Brunson a star and get some help. We need to act now. No more waiting. Pull the trigger. So Steven <laughs> falls into the, you know, fans that want to pull the trigger, you know. And, hey, I don't blame you for feeling that way, Steven. I don't blame you at all. And uh, Buzzer Beater says, Jacob is balling out in the G League. Is he worth calling up? They did actually have him on the bench for us to Bucks. I saw him on
0: the bench. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, he was actually on the bench. I mean, maybe – who knows? Maybe they're thinking about giving him some spot minutes here and there. Um, look, it's no secret we need a forward, you know, to back up Julius Randle. I mean, the heart experiment is going – okay, I think it's going decent for my – you know, for, for what it is. But against Julie, certain
1: against certain teams.
0: it's Against certain decent. teams, yeah. But when it's like <laughs> – You know, (laughs) the Bucks, when he's going up against Giannis or something, it's like, uh, yeah, or the Celtics for that matter. Yeah, that's when it's just like, come on, man. Like,
1: that's what I'm scared. Like, that's what I'm scared of. Like, say we get a first round matchup versus the Bucks or the Celtics. God forbid, you know, Julius was to ever go down like he you know, did last playoffs. I mean, which is why I think it's the Knicks need to make. They need to get someone else in here, man. They need to get another big in here, another wing. They need a 3 and D guy because, yeah, it's cute playing, you know, the the heart at the four, but that's against certain, like, the Hornets. Like, I read to you the, the stats against teams below 500. The Knicks are awesome. But against those yeah. trash teams, and I'm trying to trash teams, but, you know, it's teams that are not good true. in the NBA, it works. But Boston, yeah. Milwaukee, yeah. and it doesn't work.
0: I mean, let's be real. When you, when you're facing the Hornets, when you're facing the Washington Wizards, you know they're they're not gonna take advantage of that matchup. That yeah. you know they when you go against the Celtics, when you go against the Bucks, they're gonna see Josh Hart at the floor, and they're gonna be like, "All right, Portis, you're gonna kill this guy in the paint." Yeah, and that's exactly what they did for the most part. You know, don't get me wrong, Hart is out there battling. He's trying to swipe. He's trying to stop them. Make be a pest, but you can't teach height, man. That's one thing, you know, these, these forwards, you know, they're damn near seven footers on most rosters. So it's, it's a problem, man. It's a problem. And I think the Knicks really have to look, I know Julius might play every single minute of almost every single game. But like you said, you know, what if this was last year, Julius Randle goes down, you know, we miss him against the Cavs. We miss him against, you know, the heat series. And you have Josh Hart playing the four. That's a mismatch for both those teams, you know, so it's it's something we definitely got to show up. We got to have somebody in there, a veteran, or some somebody's out there that we can sign, right? A Rudy Gay type or something like that.
1: Yeah, hopefully it's a better player than that. <laughs> but look, first of- he just
0: popped into my head for some reason.
1: No, yeah, no, yeah. Versus the Bucks, we actually saw Tom Thibodeau stagger Randall with Giannis. Like every time Giannis sat, Randall sat. And every time Giannis came back in, Randall came back in. You essentially have to do that because yeah. against those teams like that, against the, you know, the Bucs and the Celtics and, you know, the, the teams in the West that have, you know, guys that can just, you know, take advantage of the matchups, it's gonna be it's gonna to be tough. And you're asking Randall to do a lot on that defensive end. And granted his offense has come here and you know, last game versus Celtics, I believe he had he went back to six turnovers. Didn't like to see that. But, you know, hopefully, you know, this game tomorrow um first toronto can get you know we can get on the winning side again and go out west and take care of business you know as long as we finish that west coast trip 500 sign me up for that smash that thumbs up guys in the chat um let's uh join the chat so we can chop it up about the new york Knicks. subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already as well chris you wanted to bring up the third quarter of doom
0: Knicks man man. these third quarters what's going on (laughs) what what is it about the third quarter man This is this has been a few years ongoing i mean i thought we kind of put that to bed last year yeah but man it just seems like almost every single game the third quarter rolls around and the knicks just come out flat every single time and it's not till fourth quarter rolls around you know that we make some crazy push down 20 down 15 cut it to six maybe four and then either we close out the game or we or we don't and we end up losing by 10. Yeah. What do you think? What is going on in the locker room at the half? <laughs> you, know, you, have to, you
1: have to point that to coaching, right? I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, teams are making the adjustments. You go into halftime, you make adjustments, and it seems like the Knicks are coming off flat because they're not really making the adjustments. So hopefully it's been a trend now for years. Yeah. It's not like weeks. It's been a trend for years. This Knicks team hasn't really, you know, found the rhythm in third quarters, but I guess we just have to hope. You know, we've seen some games this year where the Knicks have come out strong in the third quarter, but maybe Tom Thibodeau's giving it to them in, in the halftime locker room. We just have to hope it 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 flips it flips around because, you know, you cannot just keep coming out flat in these third quarters, and the teams are going to make adjustments. and you're uh, pretty much crapped out of luck at that point because fourth quarter comes around. That's when you have to hunker down
0: and. That's the NBA. It's tough when we're having these really bad third quarters where it's almost as if the Knicks just, you know, they have no energy or something, or they're just not motivated to play. I mean, yeah, maybe Tibbs is going at them, but man, maybe he should scale it back a bit because these dudes are really taking it difficult. It's taking a whole quarter for them to shake it off, basically. Um I don't know, man. It's it's kind of it's frustrating, you know, because the Knicks don't play competitive basketball. We've seen it the past two games. Yeah, you know, they're, they're they're right there with the Bucks. They're right there with the Celtics. Then bang, third quarter comes around, and it's just like boom, in a in a blink of an eye, almost. You're down fifteen. You're down twenty, and they just don't look the same. So it's concerning, man. Is is this something? Do you point to Tibbs? Do you point to it being just strictly co- like coaching? Or just is he not making the adjustments in your opinion? Because, again, I hate to bring that up, but it's, it's kind of been the wrap for Tibbs too.
1: Oh, yeah. I point to Tibbs. That's what I point to Tibbs about. Um, look, we saw you know some stagnantness in the uh, versus Miami Heat. Um, obviously, it was tough to tough to score. But, you know, that I point that to Tibbs. Um, it's just bottom line, I point that to Tibbs, you know. And, you know, look, the players take some blame, too. I'm not going to, you know, not point any fingers at the players, but coaches make adjustments halftime, and that's what you got to do. And hopefully, you know, it changes during this next 10 games because it's tough, man. Yeah. It's tough. BuzzBeater says we need a stretch five, a big three and D wing, and a star. That's a heck of a Christmas lift. Chris, if I was to give you Zion Williamson, Bogdanovich, OGN and OB, Siakam Ingram and New Orleans maybe that will you know maybe that will transpire um is there someone I'm missing like who would you be like okay I would go for that and that would improve our team because
0: like who would that be You know, I would I would like an OG because I think he just answers. Don't forget a Zion's lot of, in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know Zion's in there, but I have my reservations, man. I have my reservations with Zion and his motivation to to actually play. You know, um, I think an OG right now would fit really well. Obviously, defends. You know, he can knock down the shot. He's not a sniper by any means, but you know, he's an up and coming player, right? Someone yeah. who they're projecting might might be a star at some point. Um, I like OG's fit. He's he's he he adds length to the team. He's he's a taller taller uh, wing. You know that pushes RJ maybe to the two. Who knows? I like that. And then I gotta go back to uh, someone like a Donovan Mitchell man. I I think the firepower from a Donovan Mitchell would help us. I mean, does that you know does that move the needle extremely high for the Knicks and take them to that next level? Who knows? nobody really knows till he's on the team right but you know we all know Donovan Mitchell's can score right does he play defense no but i I think they can make it work in my opinion you know the the offensive output for Donovan Mitchell in my opinion can mask his defensive shortcomings any day
1: yeah yeah um that, yeah Uh. would they explore the mitchell thing I don't know you know He's not going to sign that extension. He's not. He doesn't want to be in Cleveland. But I guess we just have to wait and see. Maybe, um, maybe that transpires. OG, he wants a big bag, you know. And I, I feel like, yeah. like he's a great, he's a good player. But I don't know, man. I could just, I just feel like I wouldn't like his fit on this team. Like, I don't know. I just get a bad feeling about OG. That's just me. It's kind of, it's kind of like a risk, right? Because you don't know if he's
0: really going to become what they're projecting him to be because at the end of the day, it's just a projection. What has he really accomplished as of yet?
1: Keith says, I'm not trading anything until they get rid of Tom Thibodeau. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta love Knicks fans, man. Keith always, always throwing them bombs in the chat, man. Gotta love (laughs) Knicks fans. Look, I, hey, 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 I, I hear you, Keith. I understand it.
0: I I, I don't think he's, he's wrong really, in my opinion, you know, I mean, like who's to say Tibbs will be this the coach for the Knicks? You know, and, and you know Tibbs is. I think Tibbs is coaching for a contract, in my opinion. Ooh, think so? I mean, they haven't extended Tibbs right as no. of yet. I haven't no. missed any news, right? No. In my yeah. opinion, I think they're trying to see how far can Tibbs take this team. Which you could say maybe that's not fair, considering they haven't made drastic improvements to the team. You know, the team's largely the same, but. You know what if they say hey tibbs you know we gave you a slightly improved roster and you you just didn't you know you you have a worse record than last year we're gonna you know let's move you up into the organization let's get somebody fresh in here let's get johnny bryant yes sir you know let's see how things go with him who knows right who knows it's not it's not that far-fetched in my opinion
1: yes sir we've been calling for that for a while now but yeah i mean you know that's that man hope you guys enjoyed the uh the episode we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up um talking about the rumors and whatnot so big game big game coming up tomorrow or today depending on when you're listening to it and then a big (laughs) west coast trip man got to take care of business at west you know phoenix the la clippers the lakers so you know it's going to be a big 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 test for our new york knicks and hopefully they can come out of this you know on the on the right side and not the wrong side but um Anything else you wanted to touch on, Chris, before we head up on here?
0: Yeah, man. I hope I hope Jalen Brunson can play this game, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, there's been some reports, and I can't I can't remember who mentioned it, but it looks like Jalen Brunson was spotted at a ceremony, and he seemed to be walking fine. Yeah. Whether you know that translates to tomorrow's game, we'll see. Hopefully, he's out there playing for the Knicks if he's healthy, and. Any news on Mitchell Mitchell Robinson yet? He's out. Outside of oh, he's out, right? Yeah, he's out. Have so they said anything? X rays of his uh, injuries.
1: X rays were negative, and I think he stepped on someone's foot. Came into the second half, but didn't really play um, long minutes in the second half, and didn't really play in the fourth quarter. So I think he's out, and Brunson is questionable. So that's not a you know, it's not a great.
0: It's not a great, you know. It's <laughs> not. not great. I mean, great. look, it could have been a lot worse, you know. Hopefully, it's just a minor ankle thing, and yeah. Mitchell will be out there again. But you know, this is why we got iHeart, right? Hopefully, yeah. we don't lose too much of a step. iHeart is a warrior, so we should be all right, man. We should be all right, Chris. We normally end these podcasts with
1: questions. I don't. I haven't come up with a question this podcast, but you got any uh
0: anything for me? <laughs>
1: Man, going they end it with like a this favorite is, food a... question, oh, favorite snack question, favorite ice cream,
0: um, you know what? I'll go. What's your f-
1: what favorite ice cream? This is uh, <laughs> this is gonna mint chocolate chip. I love mint oh. chocolate chip. People hate mint chocolate chip, but I'm telling you, gotta try it. it does not taste like freaking toothpaste. All right, mint chocolate chip. I love it, man. You put some sprinkles on there, man. That's it from Carvel.
0: That's it's it. funny. It's funny you say that because that's actually my favorite as well. Say so hey. you get you get no arguments from me, man. I got my daughter into it. <laughs> she's she's
1: loving it, and it is what it is. Uh, Buzzbiter says, "Who wins tomorrow and why?" Ooh. The New York Knicks win tomorrow because the Toronto Raptors are a mess, and if the New York Knicks lose tomorrow. That's going to be a problem heading into this West Coast trip because we're better than the Raptors and yeah, um, yeah and hopefully I, Brunson. I if Brunson can't go, then I would change my tune. But Emmanuel
0: quickly can step in there, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, either even without Jalen Brunson, I feel like we should beat the Toronto Raptors. Look, I know they got Siakam. I know Scotty Barnes is playing out of his mind. Um. And even Dennis Schroeder gives us fits, right? But um, in my opinion, we should beat that team. Yeah. Um, no question. In my opinion, we should beat that team. We have more talent, and that we just got whether Mitchell Robinson is out, Jalen Brunson is out. We should still beat that team because the teams that are coming up after that—that's a—that's a game we have to get. I I'll just—I I'll just leave it at that. It is. <laughs> it is for sure. Chris, are you
1: the um? Are you the Grinch on Christmas? Do you turn off all your lights? Do you have no lights outside? Do you have no decorations? Do you not listen to Christmas music? Are
0: you the Grinch? Yeah. I'm, I'm far from it, man. Yeah. I mean, I was up on I was up on the roof earlier today adding some lights outside, so I'm far from being the Grinch, man. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, my brother is actually the Grinch because he despises Christmas. And he'll probably get upset that I'm saying this on on live YouTube, but... It is what it is,
1: yeah. you know I've always wanted to dress up as a grinch and walk into someone's house to have have kids and just like ruin everything I would love that Bezzabieda says mint chocolate chip Anthony you are a disgusting person look I am telling you mint chocolate chip is the goat you heard it no, at first it I,
0: I love mint chocolate chip but a close well not even a close second I'll say it's a tie. I love some Rocky Road ice cream, man. Okay.
1: Yeah. I give you that one.
0: That's like right that's there, too, neck and neck.
1: That's too much chocolate though for me. But I'll give you that one. Nah, give nah that one. Rocky Road. That's the way to go. That's the way to go. Yeah, I'll give you that one. That's the way to go. But hey, every time I bring up, look, my favorites mint chocolate chip. They give me a disgusting look and you know it's rare. It's like being <laughs> left handed. I'm also left handed. So, you know, I I'm like lefty. he's lefty too. We both like mint it's chocolate chip. Thing. It's a lefty so. thing. We're Knicks fans. We got three guys in the starting lineup that are lefties too. I mean, hey, it comes around full circle. (laughs) (laughs) But all right, guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Appreciate every single one of you joining. Hit that thumbs up button before you leave. Subscribe to the channel. I'm Anthony. That is Chris. Every Sunday we are on here at 9, 930-ish doing live streams. So just in case you didn't know, we are on here every single Sunday doing live streams. So next Sunday, put it on your calendar. We will be on here doing live streams live streams it is let's go nicks hopefully they can beat the raptors and get this west coast trip going yes but chris we out of here man we out all right guys peace peace thanks for listening Please hit that follow button to stay updated with our latest episodes. And we also greatly appreciate those five-star reviews. For you video enthusiasts out there, head over to our YouTube channel to catch the podcast in video form. YouTube.com slash nixnation You'll find all the relevant links conveniently listed in the show notes below.
0: See you next time.